Call America is a history podcast about what makes America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, an Australian migrant who totally bought into it from afar. Each episode, we unpack the American way of life from an outsider's perspective, from the Pledge of Allegiance to American exceptionalism and more. We'll dive into the history and share our personal experiences, along with discussion of some actual cults along the way. Listen to Cult America on a Three Springs Media Network, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to this week's episode of That Brooklyn Film Show. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about comedy movies and three particular comedies that we explored this week. So before that, I do want to get into comedies in the different kinds of subgenres that you have that exist within comedy. So you have the well-known romantic comedies, the action comedies, with some other kinds of comedies they can think of. On top of that, you have comedies like black comedies and also slapstick comedies. So this week, the movies that we explored kind of fall into the parody or satire kind of comedy um, realm. And in preparation for this, I did do a little bit of research just to think of the history of um, comedies that are parodies. So one of the first parody comedies was a short film called called The Little Train Robbery, which came out in 1905. And it was just a parody of a 1903 movie called The Great Train Robbery. One of the more well-known parody comedies that kind of really kicked off the genre was called The Great Dictator, which starred Charlie Chaplin, and it came out in the 1940s. And The Great Dictator was a political satire comedy. It's a film that I haven't seen, but... It is, again, like I said, a movie that kicked off the satire comedy genre, which then grew to include films such as Airplane, which we're going to discuss a little bit later, Young Frankenstein, which is a Mel Brooks film. We do watch a different Mel Brooks film, which we'll discuss later. Um, what are some other parody comedies, Jabari? You also have films like the scary movie genre, Airplane, um, Austin Powers, and films of that ilk. So now we're going to get into some of the movies that, or the three movies that we watched this week. So the first movie we watched was Spaceballs, which came out in 1987. It was directed by Mel Brooks, and it is a satire of Star Wars. So just for a general, just for a general overview of what the film is about, it's a spoof, like I said, of the Star Wars trilogy, where the Dark Helmet hatches a plan to snatch... Princess Vespa and steal her planet's air. Um, with Dark Helmet being Darth Vader and Princess Vespa being Princess Leia. Princess Leia. And then I guess you have like a Han Solo esque character. You don't have a Luke character, but you do have Han Solo. Yeah. So um though that's really the outline of the movie. And now we can get into some thoughts about what works and what doesn't work in terms of spaceball. Yeah. Well, Maybe you should start off with what works, because I can't really think of much. That's going to be a shorter list than what doesn't work. Yeah, I think that... For, okay, so just in general, 
I remember really thinking Spaceballs was funny when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I was a kid. Um, and I don't know why it doesn't hold up as well. There are some, you know, moments that are funny with, like, the thing where he says, what was the, where Dark Helmet says, uh, play the tape, or his commander says, play the tape, and you're like, how are they going to play the tape? We're in the middle of recording. And they're like, oh, they have this thing now where you can play the movie while it's being recorded or while it's still being filmed. Yeah. So then they play it to look for the moment that's happening that they need to find in the film. So then they see the moment that they're actually in. So I think moments like that work. Um, but overall, I think the biggest problem with it for me was that I was bored. Yeah, you know I think I mean? that... um. They had jokes that works. I mean, if you're a terrible comic if you can't find one or two jokes that work. But that's the thing is that it was only one or two. The overall film itself wasn't funny. And maybe it was funny when it first came out, but Star Wars tropes are just so overused today that mm-hmm. it doesn't hold up anymore. And I could see how it might have been funny back in the day when it first came out because Star Wars was more new. You didn't see his tropes in every other movie and every other like story of the time. Like, now we got whole movies that just are like based on the star wars formula and it's just it felt old and outdated like darth what was it again helmet it's just it's just corny i mean i i agree and disagree with that assessment because i feel like the other two movies we watch we'll get into those a little bit more later also worked and they came out you know within that same time frame kind of but i think those movies attempted something that was a little bit more Relevant to the time. Like, I don't want to talk about the movies and go wait till we get to there, but they just held up way better. I guess. I also think, like I said, I think the biggest problem with this movie is that in between the jokes, I wasn't really interested in the story. That's yeah, like the storyline is really bad. Yeah, and even with the comedy, either you have to be like joke after joke after joke, or it has to be interesting in between the jokes. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you can kind of do a trade-off of one or the other, because I watched another Mel Brooks movie. You didn't watch it with me, but I watched another one, The Young Frankenstein, and that one to me was funnier because it was. I think one for me, the jokes worked more, and then two, in between the jokes, I was still interested in the story. Yeah. Unlike with Spaceballs, and then I, I was reading about it after we watched it, and they said that Spaceballs is like a good Mel Brooks comedy for kids. You know what I mean? And I can agree with that because just some of the jokes like yogurt or um, barf or something like that's more juvenile humor than, you know, some other humor. So I think that it might have been funny to me when I was a child. But you got to find a kid that knows the story of Star Wars, which you might not find today. Well, you have kids that watch the new Star Wars. How many kids are you going to find that knows the old Star Wars? Yeah, that's something you would watch with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, said, I don't think it just holds up as well as it might have in the past. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, so I guess after our after that, we went on to watch Airplane, which came out in 1980. It was directed by David Zucker, Jim Abrams, and Jerry Zucker. It's a lot of directors. Um, and it spoofed a movie called Zero Hour, which was a 1957 film. I've never seen Zero Hour. Yeah. Um... And for me, okay, for me, Airplane has always been funny. And 
like, I was kind of scared after watching Spaceballs to watch Airplane that it again. Hold up, yeah. That it wouldn't hold up, but it did. And it's just like the jokes in there are clever and then also obvious at the same time. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I agree. And it just makes you laugh. And even like, though you don't know the references, the humor just, to me, works. Yeah, it holds up better than um, Spaceballs did. And I think that's funny because you said that it's based on a movie, but with Spaceballs, you know that it's based on Star Wars from just first look. Airplane has is such a like legendary movie that you wouldn't forget that it's based on anything mm-hmm. because it holds up in its own right. It's like, oh, this is the movie that Airplane was based on. I want to see it because Airplane is based on it and not watching it because it's a spoof of another popular movie. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I also think that another thing that works is, again, although it's a spoof of um, Zero Hour, it doesn't feel like the jokes are so tied to it. So for me, I like I think that it works because the jokes are kind of timeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things like, oh, Victor Vector or whatever, or um, Over Over, stuff like that. It, yeah. That's not something that kind of ends today. Yeah, um, exactly. Or even like the, there's like a whole speaking jive sequence. And obviously, you know, people don't speak jive. But you get, um, you get But it. you get the joke in. Yeah. It it's like um, it just it it holds up well. There, I think there was one joke that I didn't get, and that's because it was based off of a person that was famous. Well, they had a few of those then. old jokes where it's just like this guy was messing with that machine, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, yeah, there was a couple it's of just those. a couple of jokes where it's like of yeah, the it time. I mean, it might hold up if you knew what it was. But yeah. For the most part, the movie like holds up completely, and this probably still my favorite comedy movie ever. Mm-hmm. because of how well it holds up and like you said you don't like i didn't even know it was a spoof of a movie until you just said it i thought it was just like a comedy movie that was based on like kind of cheesy action films from the time mm-hmm. but as a film it just it's it's pacing is superb in that it's doesn't like it's joke after joke mm-hmm. but every joke is like its own thing where you could like what's your favorite joke in airplane and you could name a hundred different ones yeah because all of them are so funny even like the the obvious jokes where it was like, will you have it smoking or non-smoking, which obviously you think of, yeah. you know, smoking Smoke or non-smoking section. like cigarettes. Um, and then you get a smoking plane ticket and it's yeah. like, oh, wait, you seriously meant smoking or non-smoking? Or when he says, I have a drinking problem and you, can't you, drink you think anymore, alcohol, yeah. but no, he's literally just throwing the drinks. That's when you take things himself. too literally. It, but it works, you know what I yeah. mean? Like. Because you have an idea in your head, and I think that's what works, is that you have an idea in your head of what this is going to be, and then they're like, oh, no, no, we literally meant he has yeah, a drinking problem, a drinking not problem. like a alcohol problem or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Even, um, what's another one? With the little girl talking about, I take my coffee black like my men. That's funny because she's, what, 10? Like, yeah. She's, what does she know about men? You know what I mean? So I think that it just has, um, I don't know, the humor is just funny and it holds up and even when you know the jokes are coming yeah you you look forward to it you look more forward so to than it yeah like, like oh I, don't, I know it's coming so it's not gonna hit as much as like i look forward to it because i know that it's funny every single time i watch it yeah yeah like the and don't call me shirley that's yeah, still that's funny line that's funny no matter how many times you, time time you see it yeah and it's also because it acts as delivery it's like he doesn't flinch or anything at all like they act mm-hmm. like they're in a genuine action movie that's that's which it makes too. it funny too yeah it's not like playing up yeah. that's the problem what i had with space Wolves, is that everyone was silly so it didn't feel as funny yeah because star wars like star wars, star wars in, in general is a kind of a silly movie like the original stars were kind of funny 
mm-hmm. with a lot of dad jokes and stuff. So it's like, how do you spoof a lighthearted film? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tougher than spoofing a more serious film where the actors are trying to act serious, mm-hmm. but the situations around them are funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that you had a combination of physical comedy. I don't know if it's physical, but like things happening. So someone setting themselves on fire, which yeah. sounds very dark, but you know. Um, and or a woman hanging herself next to him because he's, he's telling, telling a story. Uh huh. Or the nun reading a, a boy's life magazine and the boy reading a nun's life magazine, just things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, really work. So it's like a combination of the actual jokes they're telling and then the humor that they're telling through the characters doing things. And again, like you said, everyone in the movie is playing it seriously, so they're not. Play- I mean, obviously yeah. there's like a humorous tone to it, but they're not playing it. Like it's a comedy. They're playing. Yeah, they're like, playing like it's a serious drama. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what really works about Airplane, and I just watched, it and I look forward to the next time that I get a chance to watch it because yeah, I same. know, like, it's one of those movies. No matter how much you watch it, yeah, it's always gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um. So that's like really my thoughts about Airplane. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, it's like I said, it's still my favorite comedy ever. Um, the next movie we were talking about might actually be in competition for that because it was so funny. But in general, Airplane is just a great film. If you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it because of how well it holds up. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen Airplane 2, but I'm going to try to watch it because of Airplane 1. And I'm just curious to see how it transfers over to a second one. Yeah, I've never seen Airplane 2 either. But again, I agree with you. I would definitely watch it to see how it holds up because I feel like a lot of times sequels don't hold up yeah sometimes, sometimes you they get, do you hit lightning and you try to hit it twice mm-hmm. and it's like that's like have you seen 21 and 22 jump street now i've seen 21 jump street that's one of my favorite comedies ever yeah. too 22 jump street works because in the movie they're like we're doing the same thing Artists, and did i see like, 22 jump street Who that's when that they were in college um it's the same characters who's the villain in that one um it was like a drug Thing. Yeah, I think it's 22. I don't remember 22 as much as 21, though. Yeah. Well, 20, I mean, I think 21 was more memorable, but I think 22 yeah, worked also because yeah. they literally were like, the formula worked the first time. Let's just do the same thing Let's again. just do the same thing. And I think they switched it up last minute Yeah. <laughs> at the end. Um, and I think that's what worked. So the next movie that we watched was Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which came out in 1975, and it was directed by Terry Gillum. And Terry Jones. And Monty Python in the Holy Grail is based off of King Arthur. So it's not spoofing another movie. It's not like a straight parody from another movie. But it um, is still kind of a parody of, you know, old England and Shakespearean yeah, things history. and stuff like that. Of history, yes. And, and, and insane tales that they tell. Mm-hmm. And again, Monty Python is another one I've seen. So I've seen all three of these before. Um at various stages in life. Monty Python, I had recently seen, I think maybe a year ago, if that long. And it was still funny then. So I was like, okay, I've seen it twice. No, it's going to be funny still today. Up again. Yeah. And it does still hold up. And I was nervous. So I'm like, I was really hyping it up. I was scared you wouldn't think it was funny. Yeah. But you did. So I was happy. I was like, okay, could I have a good sense of humor? Um, but I think that Monty Python, again, is similar in in being kind of the airplane where things are just so outrageous yeah um just the whole movie is just outrageous like yeah it's a very outrageous you film. start with them wondering why this guy has coconuts in europe and 
thinking and then discuss of, it for 10 minutes yeah. on why he has coconuts. And if a swallow can carry a coconut, yeah. and if it's an African swallow or a European swallow. And it's the whole like, movie just reminded me of a what? meme, which yeah. is why I think it holds up so well. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is just like, the humor is like from the 1970s, but it's yeah. just very modern. And then again, this is another one where I was saying, you know, you have to have like an interesting story. You have to have yeah. joke after joke. Monty Python was just joke after joke. It was, and, it was like a sketch show almost. Just with yeah. Different. It was like a sketch show with a, a story thread throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just thinking of like the most. I think one of the most famous things is the flesh wound thing. Yeah, it's just like flesh wound. obviously this guy is hurt because he's yeah. getting his limbs chopped off, and he's like, "It's just a flesh wound. I can keep going." And he's yeah. like headbutting him and all of these things as he's losing actual limbs, and it's just so yeah. ridiculous. Or the um, knights who say knee. Oh, that's <laughs> like, funny. They're just saying knee, and, and they're just Yeah, yeah, and then um. The, like, I don't know if it's... Can you spoil a movie from Not really. over 30 years ago? I just found it funny when they said, we can't, you can't say that word. He said, he said it again. I just I said, said it. I, said I just it said again. it again. Yeah. Um, or the one with the, the him being dead. You're like, he's dead. He's like, I'm feeling fine. And yeah. the fact that that joke comes back Yeah, they had more a lot of jokes once. that came back like that. Where it was In like, the movie. It came back later on with the coconuts. He was yeah. Like, oh, what was it? Um... How, what is the speed of a swallow at velocity or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? It's like, wow, they really had that joke followed through mm-hmm. five scenes later. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it funny, too, because it doesn't feel like it's just forgotten. Even, like... And then, also, I think, like, that breaking the fourth wall, which I think all... Did all three of the movies break the fourth wall? Yeah. I think all the movies broke sense. the fourth wall. But you know what I also think about makes Monty Python so funny? I think modern sketch shows borrow from it a lot. Like, mm-hmm. when I think of about Key and Peele and stuff like that, they're yeah. very influenced by something like Monty Python, where mm-hmm. it's just like simple situations turned outrageous. And it's like the actors don't, the actors aren't acting in a joking way. They try to act like they're serious. Because when you yeah. joke, like joking is not as funny as like funny situations. Mm-hmm. So they use funny situations in outrageous ways, which makes it funnier. Like when they were, um, that guy was talking about them being like oppressed uh-huh. And he's like, oh, all y'all do is come here and oppress us. And they had that <laughs> person come. It's like, look at this. We have some good filth. Yeah. It's just like funny situations that mm-hmm. subvert your expectations. Even like them going to the French castle and then being like, the knickets. Oh, yeah, like, the knickets. Why are you saying this? <laughs> or throwing farm animals over the wall. Yeah, and you just eat them there in the end. Yeah. And again, like I, like I said, like that repetitive humor. Because I'm thinking about that, the, um, the death joke first time it came up was at the village yeah. and then it came up again when Camelot had to go to save the um what he thought was going to be a damsel in distress and was oh, not yeah, his, um, um, his his whatever got hurt man, and he's like I'm yeah. still alive actually I think I'm good I could go with you he's like no stay here I will avenge you he's like I don't need to be avenged I'm feeling good <laughs> and then the same thing happened with the son after he fell out the window he was yeah. like um Oh, I'm fine. He's like, no. <laughs> or the the princess's dad. He's like, I'm feeling better. He's like, are you really? He's like, and then he kills him. He's like, yeah. the dad is dead. We're tied now. <laughs> what did he say about the son? He was like, oh, he was doing fine until he was embraced by the cold hands of death yeah. as he got him stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> just ridiculous scenarios. <laughs> so it was just like humor like that yeah. really worked. The fact that we could talk about like so many different funny scenes shows how good of a film it is. Yeah. Because I could think of like 10 other ones where they were mm-hmm. like trying to talk about how you could tell if it's a witch. Like um, yeah, <laughs> what else floats? Wood, but what else floats? A duck. A duck. <laughs> like like what? what? Where's the logic? Yeah, 
even um there was one more with oh the cop out at the end where it's oh, a little yeah. cop out apparently that's where the term cop, cop out. out originated which i never knew until oh, that's where it came from like because actual cop yeah cop them out of the film mm-hmm. and apparently monty python also invented the whole thing about spam oh wow yeah um so i'm like it's seriously influential even today yeah those movies or monty python and the holy grail is the one i've particularly heard of but i'm sure like other ones are as influential because the spam yeah. thing i saw that when i was at howard um one of my english teachers played the the clip in in class and like this is where the whole idea of spam mail came from oh. um so i really think that as overall that's like yeah i think those are elements that comedy needs to hold up is kind of like humor that is transcended of a time period because to me like all of these movies are spoofs they become films of their own you know what i mean yeah. and like i said again monty python and the holy grail is less of a spoof than the other two but it's airplane not a spoof of anything it's just a spoof of a genre i guess yeah and i think airplane like you said it became so transcendent of the movie that it was spoofing that it works on its own yeah without needing that movie whereas Spaceballs, it's clearly it's so strongly tied to star wars that that all of the humor doesn't work yeah cause necessarily it, when did space will come out 1987 87, like that? yeah yeah i think that it required the culture around star wars to be prominent mm-hmm. for it to really hit like it used to but mm-hmm. today since star wars is different and not as relevant as it once was it just doesn't I think Star Wars is very relevant. I mean, it's relevant. Not relevant I mean, maybe in a different the OG way. Like, trilogy. In the 80s, Star Wars was Star Wars because there was not many other big blockbusters. But today you have Star Wars. You have other films that are like the Marvel. The Marvel MCU is, probably, is way more relevant than Star Wars today. So. I also think it's just... And culture change because we're still living in a culture where like, you're interested in something for while it's um, out. But as soon as it's not in the theaters anymore, you have like a month or two of it being relevant online. Then it's quiet about it. Back but, then, everything was relevant for so long because it just wasn't as much content out mm-hmm. so i think since the star wars culture was so prominent back then and was like involved in everything that made the movie probably funnier at the time that it came out versus airplane which i don't think requires that movie to be funny and i also think airplane does a thing where it spoofs other movies too that even at the very beginning yeah it had like a Jaws joke with the airplane. Yeah. Um, or a, I think I mentioned the Saturday Night Fever. Although I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. I knew it was a Saturday Night Fever. I knew Fever it was a Saturday Night Fever reference, yeah. Um, and uh, Monty Python, also, they started their jokes from the very beginning with the whole yeah. subtitle thing and changing the way the credits were rolling at the and very beginning. It comes out to just better writers sometimes, too. But, I mean, Mel Brooks is famous for... He's famous. I mean, he's famous, but all your movies don't hit. That's true. I mean, I I agree with that assessment that, like, sometimes... That's later Mel Brooks, too, right? So he was probably already, like, deep into his formula and Mm -hmm. not as innovative as he once was. Because he came out in the 70s. No, before that, right? Mel Brooks' first movie was probably um, early 70s or late 60s. But by 1987, he was already an older guy who's probably just going with the formula at that point. Yeah, his first movie was The Producers, which came out in the 1960s. Yeah. And then Young Frankenstein, which I mentioned I've seen. You've seen Blazing Saddles before. 
Yeah, I don't remember it though. I remember it being okay. funny when I was a kid, but so does what's baseball. So. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. It's like how well do things hold up is a yeah, big exactly. part of comedy. It's a big part of any movie, honestly. Yeah. But I feel like for, I think there's two genres of movies where the holdup is, or two types of movies where the holdup is re- really big, which is comedy movies. If Can it make you laugh this, on the second viewing? If it can't, is it as effective as you thought it was? You know what yeah. I mean? And then movies with like a twist. If a movie yeah. with a twist, is it still a good movie, even though you know the twist, or yeah. well, does it change? A good movie with the twist, the twist improves the movie when you're watching it a second time. Mm-hmm. Like that's what made The Sixth Sense so good is that the twist made the movie better mm-hmm. the second time you watch it. Versus every other M Night Shyamalan movie, <laughs> it required a twist in order to be interesting. Yeah, which is why I personally didn't love um a movie like Inception. Like Inception was a good film, like it was a greatly made film mm-hmm. production wise, but I think the twist was a bit. Was there really a twist in Inception? The, the spinning top. Was it a twist? That wasn't I don't a, know twist. It was a twist. That was a cliffhanger. Yeah, you'll never right. get yeah. answered. Yeah. I guess I got my tropes mixed up. Um, I'm thinking of. You remember that movie where she could curb the bullets of the gun? Wanted. Wanted. Yeah, that one. I remember when I first saw. It, I was like, oh, that was so cool because there was a twist. I don't remember the. Twist I don't remember now. what the twist is. But I saw it again and I was like, okay, now knowing the twist, this is not a good movie. I don't want to continue watching. Yeah. Um, I feel like comedies are the same way. Like. I need to be able to watch this again and get that same enjoyment from it. Um, and also, but comedies are also very subjective because yeah. what I find funny, you may not find funny. Yeah. I know like growing up, you and father and Samori like the um, Three Stooges. <laughs> I didn't like Three oh, Stooges. Okay. I was like, I never liked it because I just... It's very slapstick. It's very, yeah, yeah very like thing. hitting and I don't, punching. Samori slapstick? I feel like I swear you guys liked it, and I remember I didn't. I didn't really like. No, I'm not a big Three Stooges fan. And but it's you know regarded as like a very. But it was kind of thinking about the time that it came out, where humor changes over time, and but the thing is that. But you still I think have humor comes full today, circle because you have like Jackass and stuff, which I think is supposed to be jackass funny. Wasn't, I mean, that wasn't relevant okay. since 2005. What you know what I mean? But like m- movies where they're like hitting each other and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's why you have shows like. America's Funniest Home Videos and stuff. That, that's, that's not even relevant. I think that now it's more about like sarcasm and well, yeah. over-the-top moments. Like I said with um, Monty Python, a lot of it felt like a meme. I think meme humor is more funny now than like slapstick people falling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me similar of um, what you found in early like 1960s films because it was very dry humor and like quick-witted banter and stuff like that yeah i think that's more relevant now yeah than I just, something like slapstick slapstick probably i'm just going off the top of my head from like history knowledge of history of film slapstick seems to be more like a 1980s 90s early 2000s thing mm-hmm. where it was like you had all those comedians like steve martin and eddie murphy and stuff doing more so physical humor in their films mm-hmm. but then it slowly became back around to more woody banter in their in films like a movie like 21 jump street or any of the um seth rogan films which aren't really slapstick they're more about like moments and conversations that are funny yeah or even like um or was that other movie um with john cena his daughter cock blockers i think it was called that is yeah that one or blockers this movie, I yeah, blockers. I think it's called, I think it's... yeah that's the full name of it yeah a movie like that is just like about the witty banter and the funny moments that happen, but not really like physical humor, like people falling over or people mm-hmm. getting slapped and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think and there's, there's, there's definitely an evolution in a cycle of comedy and what's funny and what isn't. Yeah. And then I'm thinking of like, um, 
there was a movie I, oh i just watched this movie called his girl friday yeah. which came out in 1940 and it was very much that what you know banter. back and forth with yeah. banter you saying something to someone and it going completely over their head and that yeah. being the joke because they were they're just like, rude to woman yeah oh man that's like my okay so this is gonna sound really terrible i don't even know if i should say this on the podcast we could delete it if you you know if you want to but one of my favorite things to do with watching movies pre i guess like 1970 is seeing at what point they're going to slap a woman or something because it always happens yeah they always do it in a romantic passion too yeah it's like, a like slap, slap her, her, her or shake her or say something, something like what? that i remember i was watching um what's it called it happened one night which came out in 1934 and he said something to her it's like i'm gonna spank you like your father should or something like that and i was <laughs> like what this is just general abuse that's just normalized at this time um and I wonder when that was phased out, but watching those movies, I'm always wondering when it's gonna come because it always does. It's always yeah, just like no, a, it always. It's, it was. Just, they probably thought it was so normal that if you weren't getting abused, it was right. weird. Like what? Yeah, you didn't hit her up. Like, you ain't hit her up. It was like well, no. Yeah, no. Um, but I think that's the kind of humor that was then, and then it probably changed again into more slapstick, yeah, parry kind of comedies, and even that's what I want to get into is. Thinking of when did the parody comedy kind of phase out because you don't you have them still, but the quality of it mm, it's is very a supply different. and demand thing because you you have a movie like scary movie, and then you had the um, date movie and what other movies did they have? You have the epic movie, epic movie. It was just too many. Like Fifty Shades of Black. The first scary movie was funny. Scary movie two was funny, and then after that they just started doing too many of them. Like there was like mm-hmm. two three a year. And then people are just like, okay, this isn't funny anymore because y'all are just sticking to the same formula. And comedy changes over time based on what's relevant in society. So it became more about, like we said, banter and more like internet-style quick humor as opposed to these movies that would be culturally irrelevant within the year because they were like based... like You didn't really get a whole movie based on 300. Like, yeah. Two years after 300 came, came out, out. That's a bit yeah. much. And it's just so tied to it and then i feel like again that's similar to something like Spaceballs, yeah where because it's so tied to the initial movie that it was based on or whatever the humor doesn't then i mean the humor didn't hold up when it first came out but it really doesn't hold up all these years later as opposed to more general comedies that um because i was reading something about parody comedies and i was researching the topic and it mentioned tropic thunder and i don't know if tropic thunder is a traditional parody comedy. It's a parody um, of like old war films, but it's a good one that holds up because it's not based on one specific, one specific movie. thing. Even, but even something like Austin Powers generally holds up, although it's based off of James Bond. Yeah. I just feel like they have more. But it's like to, it's based on James Bond, but it's not tied to James Bond. It got its because own, it's based on other spy films as well. It's like just a spy genre spoof, mm-hmm. even though it uses James Bond as like its guiding light. It doesn't like follow the plot of James Bond and use the characters from James Bond. Which makes it still fun. Well, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so maybe I got to rewatch it before I make that yeah. statement. But from what I remember, being it being funny and being well reviewed at the time is in large part because it's not tied to its source material. And then you have comedies like Shaun of the Dead, which is another one that's a parody now. And again, it's not so tied to that original, you know, zombie a specific zombie movie. So then it becomes just a comedy about zombie movies. You know what I mean? And that then 
then tra translates to something that's more timeless. So I think that's kind of like the biggest thing is that if you're making a spoof or a parody kind of comedy, you need to make it so that it works even if you don't have a close relationship to the movie that it is yeah, I agree. It tied to, to. It has to be watchable even if you haven't seen the source material. Yeah. The source material should be an improvement of the film, not reliant to make the film funny. Mm -hmm. Even something like, um, this is a horror comedy, but Scream. Scream was just a parody of the slasher, the slasher genre, and it grew into a like a whole universe of its own yeah. because it just spoofed this idea of what a horror movie is as a or a slasher movie in particular yeah as opposed to saying i'm making a spoof of like scary movies scary movies are straight to the i think the original scary movie holds up now but um a scary movie is clearly a spoof of scream and a spoof of you know the ring and they or i don't know if the original one is or the sequel but it's a spoof of these movies very clearly where they use, go less to far as to use the same characters like the um the mask of the scream guy. Um, so then that makes it so closely tied. So then as you move away from those movies, it's like, if I hadn't seen the ring, if I wasn't around when the ring came out, would something like that still be funny to me? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's the biggest thing is that these movies need to be either like with the young Frankenstein, where Frankenstein's kind of a universal story um, or King Arthur's kind of a universal story. It either needs to be a universal story or not so closely tied to the film that it's spoofing that it can stand on its own legs once those movies are slightly less relevant than they were in its initial heyday or whatever. Yeah. No, I definitely fully agree with everything you said. And I think that what it comes down to is that it can't be too tied to the source material where it's using it as a crutch as opposed to just... Uh, Something to make it a little bit more funnier, but not completely relying on it to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about this particular genre of con of comedies. Um, I think that a comedy movie is such a widespread, you know, breadth of movies that you can have. You can have, like we mentioned at the beginning, romantic comedies or horror comedies. So it's kind of hard to encompass all in one episode. Even think, talking about spoof comedies, you have many more different types of spoofs or parodies or satires that you can get into. But for this episode, I think that's um, where we landed with the three movies that we watched and kind of the observations that we came to about what worked and what didn't work for us about those comedies and how we've seen it grow since then and the movies that worked and didn't work since then and why. Um, that is what worked and didn't work. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. We did a breakdown of parody movies today, and while it's not exactly my favorite genre, it does have some of my favorite films in it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, with Airplane is my favorite comedy, and Mighty Python is now one of my favorite comedies. And I'm going to have to rewatch it again to see how well it holds up a second time, but I definitely enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, I just... It's always good to revisit movies that you've seen before in a genre that's not exactly your favorite because parodies are really hard to do and when they work, they can really work. Yeah, I agree. Um, so thank you for listening to this week's episode of That Brooklyn Film Show and we will be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you. All right, bye.